Welcome to the Joy Felipe Bruce podcast. Sister Joy Felipe is a daughter of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Cathedral of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. The Fountain of Life Cathedral is a thriving church of young, energetic people full of life for the Lord. Sister Joy is also an itinerant minister of Dag Heward Mills Ministries. She travels extensively, holding pastors' conferences and bringing ministry-related books by Bishop Dag Heward Mills to the nations. She is the evangelist of the Blessed Salvation Crusade. Now be blessed and refreshed as you listen to this inspired message by Sister Joy. a joy to welcome you once again to the word online the word online last week we missed ourselves briefly but we met at the joint anakazo assemblies service my god what a week what a week turn to your neighbor i'm sure your sister is watching you at home your brother is sitting by you or there's a person who's just passing by and heading for the kitchen and tell the person that you really missed and tell the person some people i know that you fasted the three days but there were others others some others i don't want to describe you others hey then we had our online convention oh my 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 i mean our chairman is anointed and we thank god but we are not surprised because he's a son of our bishop we're not surprised hallelujah i don't know if you were as blessed as i was amen then we had the crusade and then last week sunday we had our joint service and i just thank god that we are part of a family amen there are people you don't know what it is you see when you come from a family you take it for granted but i don't want you to take it for granted because there are people who don't have families and at a time like this it's really difficult for them you know at a time when movement is not so much and you sort of just go to work and get back home if you don't have a family you suddenly realize that you are very lonely and so when God gives you a family, a, a godly family, I want you to just embrace that family with all that you have. Don't take it for granted. Amen. And amen. Well, and so here we are. And we know that the days are flying. Ask your neighbor, do you know that we're in July? Hey. It's shocking, oh. Yeah, 2020, that's what's going like that, oh. Hey yeah this is the seventh month of the year goodness gracious me but god is faithful and he has been good to us amen for the next five weeks we're going to be preaching sharing on just one topic and i believe it's a very important topic for these times because the times that we are in right now if you are not praying wisdom is very far from you yeah as you look at the times as you look at it you can see that i mean <laughs> i mean i mean nobody can say you know even those who said the thing was ending do you know that they have gone back to lockdown yeah south korea open schools they are closing them again india was on a serious tight lockdown they have just returned to it this past week i mean people are baffled yeah people are baffled we we you know and wondering what is going on and what's going to end how is it going to end you and i have a task and we're going to pray and so for the next five weeks we're studying the topic how to pray how to pray how to pray how to pray a very 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 important book written by bishop dag Heward mills it brings together the scriptures and it talks to us about how to pray one of the things about our father's books is that they're simple you can read them and understand them and i have to say this because there's a lot of unscriptural praying going on i'm on some yes 
Hey, hey, kakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakak
In fact, I remember that for three days she wasn't back. She was still under. Now, one week after, you are standing there calling my name. Okay, you remember. Okay, you are walking. Okay, I said, what are you doing here? Oh, I was, I, I was, I was there. I'm still in the hospital, but I was feeling very bored. I said, hey, you are well, are you are bored? <laughs> you are well, are you are bored? Oh, you don't understand that when you are sick, boredom doesn't occur to you. Hey, your one prayer is how to get well. She said, yes, so, so when so so and so came to visit me, I hid myself in the car. And I was just outside lying there. I listened to the whole service. I'm about to go back. And I just came to say thank you for praying for me. I'm talking about the God who answers prayer. I need you to put your hands together for the Lord where you are. Hallelujah. And we can go on and on and on and on and on. But I want you to have your own personal testimony of prayer. And that's why we're going to be talking about how to pray how to pray we're going to start this week by looking at somebody who prayed and somebody whose prayers were answered the bible says to us in hebrews 6 12 it tells us that we should learn from those who through faith and patience inherited the promises if you are looking for somebody to copy don't just copy somebody who looks good or sounds good the person who you should copy is the one or the one who you should follow is somebody who has gone and done some and been successful in it hallelujah and so it says that let us not be slothful be not slothful are you there but be followers of those who through faith and patience inherited the promises so here is somebody whose prayers were answered and so it would do us something good to look at a few principles or a few of the things about this man let's read about him daniel chapter 6 some of you have not read your bible this morning so i'm reading 13 verses 13 verses some of you the church that you have been going to the bible has become obsolete pick up your bible open the bible and let us read it it pleased Darius to set over the kingdom 120 princes. Darius was now the one in charge, which should be over the whole kingdom. And over these three presidents, of whom Daniel was first, that the princes might give account unto them, and the king should have no damage. Then this Daniel was preferred above the presidents and princes. Are you seeing something? There were some people they were the big men they were up there but even among the big men he was more favored and more preferred i see you becoming a preferred person as you learn how to pray hallelujah because this was a feature of daniel's life prayer and the bible says that he was preferred above the presidents and princes because an excellent spirit was in him how did he get that excellent spirit it's the same prayer and the king thought to set him over the whole realm then the presidents and princes sought to find occasion against daniel concerning the kingdom but they could find none occasion of fault for as much as he was faithful neither was there any error of fault found in him in other words when these people found out that this guy had the favor of the king and the king liked him more than everybody else they began to look for an opportunity to say that he was not you know as things seemed and to you know when you are working with God people will not like you when you are doing good people will not like you but you see the story here is that they looked and looked and they couldn't find any fault they couldn't find anything to say against him wow then said these men we shall not find any occasion against this Daniel except we find it against him concerning the law of his God may that be the testimony about you so many christians these days are thieves so many christians these days are liars so many christians these days are fornicators just doing as you please but a real christian they should stand up and say that you they can't find anything wrong it's only as con something concerning our serving of god so these people are saying that as he's serving god that's where we can see we must get him from that place anyway anyway so what did they do let's continue the story then these presidents and princes assembled themselves together to the king and said thus unto the king, unto him, King Darius, live forever. 
all the presidents of the kingdom, the governors and the princes, the counselors and the captains have consulted together to establish a royal statute and to make a firm decree that whosoever shall ask a petition of any god or man for 30 days, save of thee, O king, he shall be cast into the den of lions. Now, O king, establish the decree and sign the writing, that it be not changed according to the law of the Medes and the Persians, which altereth not. Wherefore, King Darius signed the writing and the decree. You see, in those days they said, if something is a law that the king has signed, no one can change it. So they now came to him. When you are a leader, you must suspect people who come to you to blow you up. You know, to, to lift you above what is yours. They came to the king to say that, oh king, you know, the way we like you, eh? We want there to be a certain rule. So for the next 30 days, nobody should ask for anything from anybody apart from you. When you hear such a thing, if you are a leader with a mind that works, suspect something. This king, he didn't suspect anything. He was naive enough to think that all these presidents and governors, they were thinking to just build him up. Ha. So he too, he signed. <laughs> he likes post, he also signed. Verse 10. Now, when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house and his windows being opened in his chamber toward Jerusalem he kneeled down upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did aforetime you see when Daniel heard what they had said he knew it was against him he knew it was against him but he still did what he always did that's the point I need us to see here he knelt down he prayed three times a day. It's like, that's what I've always done. It's not this your law that will now come and I will change it. And the Bible says that he came and he prayed. He gave thanks. Then these men assembled and found Daniel praying and making supplication. Remember, they said, don't ask anybody for anything. So they now heard him talking to God, making supplication, asking God. Then they came near, verse 12, and spake unto the king concerning the king's degree. Has thou not signed a decree that every man that shall ask a petition of any god or man within 30 days, save of thee, O king, shall be cast into the den of lions? The king answered and said, The thing is true according to the law of the Medes and Persians, which, which offereth not. Then answered they and said before the king, That Daniel, which is of the children of, of the captivity of Judah, regardeth not thee, O king, nor the decree that thou hast signed, but maketh his petition three times a day. So this was how they got Daniel. I mean, this is the background to the story. If you went to Sunday school as a child, you heard of Daniel in the lion's den. And this was how the whole story built up. Today, you, <laughs> my plan is not to have you singing Daniel in the lion's den, Daniel in the lion's den. That's not my plan today. <laughs> Even though I know some people who would have loved to sing it for us today. But that's not... <laughs> that's not what we are doing but i want to show you some of the principles of this man's prayer life daniel's prayer life that we can gather even just from this story because if you if you're not familiar with the story please read it because they did ca um, capture him and they did throw him into the lion's den and he survived hungry lions their mouths were closed like that the whole night the king could not sleep and the next day he rushed there because you see he now realized they had trapped him but he had already signed and when he went to stand there he Daniel are you awake the God that you saved did he save you and I said oh thank God he saved me I'm here and he came out and when he came out then the um, king said all those guys who had him had them put them inside and they, they, they were eaten they were eaten well well by the hungry lions are you there you know that i'm smiling because this story brings a lot of memories you see it's from this story you know and it simply means that if they catch us and they tie us <laughs> and they throw us into the lion's den crowd we have somebody who will bring us out hallelujah that's why i started smiling i just remembered the scripture but let's become serious 
<laughs> and let's look. I'm going to go through these principles very quickly because somehow I feel that I need to at least mention them all to you. Some I'll go into detail, others I'll just mention. But I want you to get the book How to Pray because you're learning how to pray. Some of you need to unlearn some things that are not, not good. Principle number one is that prayer is very important. Let it enter into your spirit. Prayer is very important. You see, if you don't let it get in there, you will be sidetracked by many things. Many things are important. It is important to have a job. It's important to marry. It's important to go to school. It's important to get a degree. Yes, all those things are important, but the most important of them is prayer. Let it enter into your spirit that in all you're, you're getting, get prayer. And you may say, oh, but pastor, it is obvious. It's obvious, really? If it was that obvious, would you be struggling with your quiet time? If it was that obvious, would we be struggling to wake you up to pray? So we are in week number 18. And we are still waking some of you up Tuesday and Thursday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. 18 weeks of being woken up still. Still. If you knew that it was important, I would not be struggling with you. Yeah. By this time, you would have. Yeah. Somebody, when I asked, oh, so how come you don't wake up to pray? Eh, I have a problem with sleep. You know, at times, oh, so for the year, because what came to my mouth, you know, it was not good. I almost said to him that you are a foolish fellow. If you had to go for an exam, you will not be telling your lecturer that eh, I have a problem with sleep. You overcome the problem and you will go and do the exam. It is praying that you don't know it's important. <laughs> number two. Principle number two. No one is ever too busy, too blessed, or too successful to pray. You see, there's a certain mistake that is made when people are in trouble or in need then they come to pray plenty then they make time to pray yeah they never tell you that oh the place is too far to reach they arrive they never tell you that it's too early they come but as soon as they get what they were praying for you have some women you knew how to go praying 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 as soon as you got the child god has not heard from you again some of you it was a husband you wanted on your face rolling crying praying planting seeds as soon as you got that bow-legged man as a husband we have not heard of you again god has not heard of you again yeah you have become too successful to pray now God has given you 2.5 children. 2.5 is an average, don't worry. 2.5 children, so now no more time to pray. And my children, you know, it's God my children. Pastor, I can't pray because my children. Because Now it's your success that's the problem. You didn't have any job. So you were able to be at every prayer meeting. Now God has given you a job. So that's it. You cannot be. Pastor, don't you understand? It's time I don't have. I'm allowing the Holy Ghost to control my tongue. So I'm not saying what, I, what just came to my head. You are too tired. <laughs> the higher you go in life, the more responsibility you have to pray. You that you are not praying because you have those children. Do you know that a wind can blow and you will be able to pray? When you see an evil wind blowing, you will pray. With the children, you will pray. So don't wait for such a time. Just pray. Daniel, it was his custom. The Bible said it was his custom. Meanwhile, who was more busy than him? You see, according to this, the description, the man was the prime minister of the land. So take it that the king is the president. Then he is the prime minister. He was in charge of other things. He, he, he was still praying. That same guy, when we meet him in Daniel chapter 1, he was a slave. He was a guy who had been captured together with his friends. They had been brought into captivity and castrated. And he was praying at that time he knew God. But now when he had risen to be the most powerful after the king, he was still praying. The Bible says as he did aforetime, as was his habit, as he just did, he used to pray. Amen. The story is told of the mother of John Wesley. She had about 13 children or so. A lot of children, yeah a lot of church she had a football team and two reserves yeah. <laughs> but the bible says that she was a praying woman 
and that at a certain time every day Charlie everybody is sleeping everybody. she was going to pray and she kept it through their lives no wonder she is the mother of John Wesley and Charles Wesley yeah two of her sons historical men of God yeah. are you there and some of you you were poor and God brought you into prosperity and today you have mouth to be uttering stout words against God. He has heard you. He has heard you. He has heard you. But I want you to understand, you whose heart is soft before God, understand that you cannot be too busy to pray. And when you find that you are not praying, change something. Change something. Sometimes it's as simple as the time of the day that you pray. Yeah, it's as simple as that. That some sleep must go so I can pray. But you must pray. Principle number three. Prayer is the source of our power and protection. Prayer is the source of our power and protection. You need to understand that as we pray, power is released. Many of us are so carnal, we can only see physical things. And if the thing is not physical, then it's not there. But when you are a praying person, what happens is that God enters and intervenes. Yeah, he enters into the thing and he intervenes. Just a couple of weeks ago, a young lady sent me a text early. In fact, she sent it the night before. And she said, I have to go and do this exam. I couldn't answer her immediately, but early the next morning, I took out my phone and I sent her a prayer. And I prayed, and my prayer was, as you go, because it was a, a practical thing, I said, let the favor of God go before you let there be favor I was there when I got an answer back and her text said to me she said I have just come out of the exam room you will not believe what happened she said I went into the room and as soon as I got there the person asked who is so so and so you know when you are going for an oral uh, practical we must be sure it's you they said oh it's me then I was asked the first question and she said, I answered the first question. Now, the next two questions she was to answer, the truth was that she didn't know the answer. But all of a sudden, the examiner said to her, you look like a brilliant girl. It is enough. Go. Favor had gone before her. What had happened? It was a prayer that was answered. How? Prayer has power prayer has power as i sent that message to her an angel of the lord was deployed into the exam room and as the woman stood there and gave her this question then that angel said it's enough look at look at the face look at the brilliant face look at it you see many times you are doing something eh? you don't know it's an angel or a demon that has whispered it to you but there is power in prayer and i said to her it's a miracle she said a major one who goes to do an exam three questions you do one and uh, uh, then they say you look brilliant <laughs> please look at your sisters with master your, or your brother i'm not sure you look very i don't know i don't know but when by prayer the power of god the power of god comes so prayer is very powerful <laughs> there is power in prayer you don't need any other source of prayer i have been so sad when i see people going for other sources of prayer yeah you are going they say chew this thing swallow this one bath with this one you are so weak in the word of god you don't even know that god is not behind it it's another power it's another one and not a good one the bible says that it is the lord god who gives gifts and doesn't add sorrow to them satan also gives and adds a lot of sorrow and a lot of troubles yeah so you must know which who you are following and where the power is amen hey are you there yeah you are so afraid of so many things but it's because you do not know that there is power in prayer when you pray you see that that power suddenly comes to you hallelujah Principle number four. Prayer is important in acquiring and sustaining the blessings of God. 
you see when you pray to the lord for something and he answers you and he prospers you as he prospers you the same way you prayed for the thing to come that's how you must pray for the thing to be sustained so you wanted to marry you prayed you prayed you prayed you prayed you got the man all till you have gone ah, 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 ah. please ask your neighbor is that you that they are talking about if it is to be a good marriage that you must sustain it by prayer if that job is you know some of you who have lost your jobs when you got the job you forgot God that's how come when this thing called corona came it just swept you away because you didn't continue with prayer it's like now I've got the job I got a big name yeah there's some of you you've got a big congregation you prayed to get it but you didn't pray to maintain it and suddenly some child or Bilal has entered and the church is rocking if you got a blessing by prayer sustain it by prayer pray over those children till they become proper mommy stop giving excuses this is my child he's stubborn the child is not stubborn you with your mouth have brought the problem many times when God is leading you he was telling you do this do this. you didn't do that's why today he's grown up and he's not listening to you hmm. you need to understand it it is important to acquire the blessing but it's also important to sustain the blessing so Daniel didn't stop praying he was a slave and he saw himself having favor with the king and coming up he was there for three solid rulers I don't know who has had a post at the top for three different like NDC came the person was there MVP came the person was there CPP came no normally Charlie as you have chopped it for one end down when the other end comes they'll bring another person down when whatever next comes they'll bring it no that he was there and Nebuchadnezzar he was there and Cyrus he was there and this uh, Darius he's there so you see him coming up and staying up and it was because of his prayer life somebody you need to sustain that thing yeah you need to sustain it you see there's something called the law of degeneration the law of degeneration that law states that anything that is left by itself it goes to spoiling so if you buy a tomato and you do nothing to it just put it down it will spoil if you build a house and you do nothing you don't put tenants in it it will spoil because of the law of degeneration if you just leave yourself you will spoil some of you have left your teeth I don't know who I'm talking to, but it was just an example. <laughs> if you don't brush them, clean them up, you know, do a few, they, they will just spoil. That's the law of degeneration. And if you just live your life, that's also what happens. Degeneration. You got the marriage, you didn't use anything, do anything. You didn't sustain it, you didn't pray to keep it. It has become nothing. Wow. Tell, tell your neighbor, I, I'm learning to pray. I'm learning about prayer. Tell him, I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray. Principle number five. For prayer to be effective, it must be habitual. For prayer to be effective, it must be habitual. What does it mean when you say it must be habitual? It must be a habit. It must be a habit. Hallelujah. You know, we meet Jesus Christ. So many things of his were habits. Yeah. He, the Bible says that it was his custom that means it was his habit to go to the synagogue, to go to church some of you, you go to church once then they have to talk around before you go again yeah, and you always have an excuse sure, excuses can take you directly to hell, the road to hell is paved by good intentions things you plan to do but you never did make it a habit, when it is a habit you go to church in the good times and you go to church when it's not good and we could see it when the, the ruling came out that we cannot gather immediately as soon as those who like going to church discovered that I can do it online they went online those who always need an excuse started hey, I don't have data you are the ones who puzzle me the most because I have been pastoring young people for a long time I'm yet to know of one who has sent for data to watch porno Oh, pastor, what are you saying? I'm saying, 
And dad, please don't be angry with me. Your children are watching pornography. Just don't be angry with me. You just go and check if you know where to check. Just check. <laughs> yeah. Ask your daughter to bring her laptop and check. Check the series she has downloaded. Check. When she was downloading, did she use data or she didn't use data? But as soon as the church went online and you had to stream online, my network is not good. You knew how to leave your house and go to where there's good network to continue watching your porno. Oh, Pastor, you should not be saying such thing, please. You see, we are not real. We like to say things underhand. No, I'm not in for that. I see my father preaching straight one, clear one. Allow me to preach it straight one, clear one. Those to whom I ministry understand what I'm saying. How come you didn't need to get some help to get the data for Pono? Which you were indulging in every day. Don't start. Hmm. Yeah. Are you there? What habits do you have? I read to you just now, Daniel 6.10 it was his habit to pray it was his habit you see when it becomes a habit eh, the truth is that you do it when you are not even thinking about it you just it, it, it sometimes is conscious but sometimes it's unconscious you see and I need to tell you something there is nowhere in this life nowhere nowhere under any circumstance anywhere in the world where there's a time they blocked off that this is time for God there's nothing like that if anything at all the world has moved more and more towards the deletion of time for god when i was a student all classes were from monday to friday nobody touched saturday and sunday but are we not in the dispensation where lectures are saturday and sunday oh pastor you know it is for those who are doing a a sandwich no sir ordinary regular students but they are to, in order to remove the time for God they've stretched it, stretched it, stretched it so now Saturday there are exams in fact the exams are even on Sunday yeah and then you see people struggling they want to serve God but the system is built up not to allow them to cut off the time how come you never go and quarrel with those who are calling uh, people to come and dance on campus you don't worry with it. you don't disturb them it's only the churches only the churches and then you rise up and you start the churches you make noise too much i didn't hear you say that when you passed by the drinking bar i didn't hear you say it when the, the shop was blaring music i didn't hear you say anything when you wake up in the morning i didn't hear you say anything when the town radio was beginning to blare out nonsense where i live on sunday morning for about two and a half hours we are entertained by different people who are talking about their medications you'd have thought they were preaching nobody has complained that they are disturbing you as they are there telling us blue lies about the one a draw that can cure hiv it can cure syphilis asthma it can cure pulse it can cause it can cure diabetes and please you who has got a, a, a high blood pressure that you are drinking helps i beg you stop stop what you are just stop just stop what you are doing stop what you are doing we are buried enough of your type stop that's one you don't say that they are disturbing you is the church is the church that is singing something lift, uplifting that's the one that's disturbing you hey make it a habit to pray yeah make it a habit so that in good times you pray bad times you pray three times you pray busy times you pray it's a habit a habit is something that you do consciously or unconsciously you just do it some of you your habit is eating you will eat no matter what is going on in life <laughs> I'm telling my production team push each other and say look do you remember do you remember some of you do you will eat you will eat hey! Hey! somebody told me oh mommy nowadays I can't eat oh look they brought me six balls of kinky I ate only five I ate only five and I mashed the last one <laughs> meanwhile the person who was talking to me is very small in size so <laughs> yeah but you see when it's a habit it's done easily it's done easily make your prayer a habit for Daniel it was a habit and we can see that it did him good 
principle number six prayer must be must continue in troubled times and in times of peace and there are some of you have said eh what is all this praying that they are praying at this time when else should we pray when else should we pray bishop Doug leads eight hours of prayer tuesday eight hours of prayer friday and you are complaining that it's too much and i'm amazed at you i'm amazed at you you watch series like that you'll be watching by the time you are done nine hours nine hours of nonsense nine hours of something that will not help you you are disturbing your husband because of that series that you are watching oh it is true one of the things that those series do is that they change how you think and you begin to think that this is ordinary meanwhile what they are showing you there's nothing like that in life there's nothing like that there's nothing like that i promise you <laughs> principle number seven every nation needs lots of prayer and prayerful leaders every nation i mean this book was written so many years ago you know this book that we are studying from all the principles are here it was written so many years ago but it could have been written yesterday because as we are standing here have you not seen that the nations need prayer my god the nations need prayer the presidents who stood up and said we don't fear anything won't wear masks one of them just this week there he is positive he's now wearing the mask hey hey something can you the nations that say we are rich we have money we can do what we like have they knows it today they can't do what they like they can't do what they like look at the americans screaming and shouting it's our right not to wear the mask it's our right. as they are shouting it's our right it's our right hundred and thirty thousand have been buried and more coming hey i don't need to tell us that we need prayer then we too you see everybody has their type african nations we have our type of problems our type of, our type of african problems <laughs> yeah and when a leader is changed you can see certain things it was hitler who came and he destroyed germany another leader may not have done the same thing yeah there was a man called uh, bota president bota racist like something in south africa when he went then president de Klerk came no you saw apartheid melting away just just a leader just by a leader just by a leader so it is important for us to pray yeah it's important for us to pray are you there to pray for people who will make a difference to our nation hey principle number eight it's important to pray for long periods of time it's important to pray for long periods of time you know jesus one of the marks of his life was not just prayer but long periods of prayer yeah and we see it in the bible oh he went and he prayed all night in matthew 26 when he was trying to get his disciples to pray he went <laughs> from verse 39 he went to pray then he came he said ah you couldn't pray for one hour he went <laughs> from verse 39 he went to pray then he came he said ah you couldn't pray for one hour then he left them he went to go and pray again when he came back at the end of a second hour, the people were still asleep the bible said that he was surprised he was surprised then i think i should read the scriptures for you matthew 26 verse 40 and he cometh unto the disciples and findeth them asleep and said unto peter what could you not watch with me one hour verse 42 he went away again the second time and prayed saying oh father let this cup be moved from me and he came again verse 43 found them asleep for their eyes were heavy and he left and went again and prayed the third time you see so each time one hour he'll go he'll come one hour he'll go he'll come it was nothing to him my prayer is that we will be like our father who for who it is nothing to pray yeah are you with me right from the beginning of his ministry we see it in luke chapter 6 he prayed the whole night before he started choosing his um, you know his disciples hallelujah amen point number nine principle number nine it is important to enter your closet for effective prayer now there are some of us who can only pray when we're in a group you could only pray when you gather together in the in the church and they are praying you see when it's like that your relationship with god is not tight 
There is no relationship that is strong or tight that is lived fully in public. If you see a man and his wife, there's a certain closeness. It is not all public. There's a part that's private. So you cannot be having a life, or your whole life with God is only public. No. Enter into your closet. And if you open your Bible, you find so many scriptures in the book of Matthew about this. And finally, principle number 10. Everyone must develop the ability and the formula for praying five, four times in a day. What's the four times a day? The first one in the morning. Mark 135 is our scripture. And in the morning, rising up a great while before day, he went out and departed into a solitary place and there prayed. When you rise up in the morning and you pray, you have met God before you meet the devil. I tell you, the devil is out there trying to do things. But you have met God already and sorted out your circumstances. Hallelujah. Number two, prayer in the afternoon. Now, this is just prayer that you are doing in the middle of circumstances, in the middle of the things you are doing. And in Mark chapter 6, verse 46 we see jesus in the middle of what he was doing just sending the people away and going off to a solitary place to pray number three pray in the evening as well pray in the evening as well in luke chapter 6 and verse 12 the bible says it came to pass in those days that he went out into a mountain to pray and continued all night in prayer so these are things to do you see and the nighttime prayer is different from the day you may have whatever explanations but it's different from the day and the fourth time of prayer is found in first thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 17 pray without ceasing that's to pray all the time pray all the time pray all the time four times to pray in the morning in the afternoon in the evening all the time pastor so are you saying that we shouldn't do anything we should pray i'm sure you're more intelligent than that yeah i'm sure you're more intelligent than that yeah but understand it is a principle it's a guiding principle something to guide you there are some of you you only pray in the morning you only pray in the morning so if anything should be happening during the day you can't pray you just say ah i have to defer it to tomorrow morning but it's not everything that can be deferred some prayers you have to pray it now yeah and some of you are like oh i can't pray in the afternoon if i pray if you pray what will happen what will happen sometimes your prayer must even start in the morning finish in the afternoon yeah some of you cannot pray all night you know there are some issues you need to concentrate and deal with and that's when the night time is very good there are not people around to disturb so much and you are able to concentrate and deal with those issues and then there's the praying all the time that is why you have the gift of tongues anytime anywhere you can pray through the day we've just beginning on this study but i believe that i want to believe that these 10 principles are making a difference in your life principle number one prayer is important principle number two no one is too busy too blessed or too successful to pray principle number three prayer is the source of our power and protection principle number four prayer is important in acquiring and sustaining the blessings of god number five for prayer to be effective it must be habitual number six prayer must continue both in troubled times and in times of peace Number seven, every nation needs lots of prayer and prayerful leaders. Number eight, it is important to pray for long periods of time. Number nine, it is important to enter your closet for effective prayer. And principle number 10, everyone must develop the ability and the formula for praying four times a day. When are those four times? Morning, afternoon, evening, and all the time well stand to your feet where you are in your house in your room and let us pray you just want to bow down your head i know that many of us have had a lot of challenges when it comes to praying so bow down your head and begin to pray pray for yourself that you will learn how to pray and that you will love prayer some of us need to pray for a spirit of humility to be able to accept that we don't really know how to pray or to unlearn some things that we thought were prayer but we're beginning to see that they don't really help lift up your voice and pray lift up your voice and pray lift up your voice and pray father we are so grateful to you thank you so much for this time 
I pray, Lord, that the grace to pray will come upon us evermore, deeper than before. Let us be willing on our own to pray in our closet, to pray several times a day, to pray all night when we must and all day when we must, to pray without ceasing. Thank you for all that you've done for us and given to us. Help us to continue to pray in it. Let prayer be a habit in our lives. I give you praise and I thank you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. As every head is bowed and every eye is closed, for your prayers to be lifted up and to come before God, he wants you to give your life to Jesus. The prayers that we pray that he answers are prayed in the name of Jesus. So if you have not received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you're like an outsider who's just passing by and asking for a favor. When you could be a part of the household and receive something because it is yours. And so I want you to just receive the Lord Jesus this afternoon as your Lord and your Savior to give meaning and weight to your prayer and to help you to relate with God and get the answers that you need. And so if you want to receive Jesus, bow down your head and let us pray at this time. You want to say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today as a sinner. Please wash me in the blood of Jesus. Cleanse me from my sins. Please write my name in the book of life. Lord Jesus, from today, you are my Savior and you are my Lord. I thank you for saving me. Amen. Father, thank you so much for each one who has prayed this prayer. I pray, Lord, that they will grow and learn of you. And that they will take up of your yoke that they will let go of their burdens and it will be well with them this i ask in jesus name amen god bless you if you prayed this prayer i want you to quickly take out your phone and send us a whatsapp or call us on 024-5544-532 you can see it on the screen 024-5544-532 God bless you for listening and my prayer is that you'll be back with us again next week on another edition of The Word Online, teaching us how to pray. God bless you. We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, you can follow us on Facebook, Fountain of Life Cathedral, and on Instagram and Twitter at F-O-L-C-I-D-S-E. God richly bless you.